Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. It's Doug Cunnington here, and we're going to talk about site speed today and some core web vitals. I'm joined by an expert, a good friend of mine, a beer-drinking friend of mine named Matt Giovannisi. How are you today? I'm good. Am I an expert? I think so. Okay. You know more than me. All right. <laughs> so, Therefore, expert. And I think we're going to hopefully get into some topics that, uh, you know, we haven't explored too much. I don't talk too much about site speed because it's technical. It's a little technical, and yeah. I I usually stay out of the weeds. Now we are for the people that are only listening. Matt and I are down in the studio. Our friend Georgie is laying on the floor with us. She smells a little bit funky. She was swimming earlier, so she smells like a wet dog. So we're trying to get past it, and we are enjoying a wit beer that Matt brewed, which is delicious. Wet dog. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It all blends together really good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, all right. We are going to get into the meat and potatoes. We're not going to beat around the bush. What are some of the biggest mistakes that people make with sight speed if they're having issues? I think like the the one thing that I've come across like most people that talk to me um they'll say like i've done everything that you've suggested and yet you know my site is still not passing all the core web vitals and i'm still it's still super slow the the number one reason that's that is is because of hosting and it's because they're usually on some like crappy hosting company that's like super cheap and the just the actual load time of the original page, even if they've done everything else to make it fast, the, the hosting company serving that up is just going to be slow. Now, you can probably solve that with like CDNs and stuff, but I've had so many people where I'm like, you need to change hosting companies. They change hosting companies and all of a sudden, like it, it takes off. Like it's a, like their site just is like lighting fast. And I've seen people even change hosting companies and see their traffic increase by like three times just doing that one thing. So for me, I think like that's the number one thing that, um, you know, people get wrong is just hosting. Okay. And I'll, I'll layer on. So I, I, I do know a little bit about hosting. So maybe I sold myself a little bit short there. I would also contend that if you, maybe you love your hosting company for some mm-hmm. reason, maybe they, they have great support. I don't know if anyone loves their hosting company. <laughs> it's a commodity. It's, I mean, yeah, it's just, it, it doesn't yeah, really it is, matter. It's right, like, where, right. where do you buy gas? It, yeah. Okay. So right. Yeah. Basically, if people have signed up on the cheapest or a cheaper shared hosting plan, and most hosting companies have a full suite, a wide range of, I guess, traffic capacities that mm-hmm. certain hosting packages are good for. So people get the cheap hosting starting off, totally fine. Totally fine. They get more traffic, and then all of a sudden they're getting, you know, 3,000 visitors a day. Well, they need to upgrade Up their, yeah. their hosting. So if you love your hosting company, see if there's a better package for you, something that is suitable for the amount of traffic or the, you know, the kind of website. Like if you have a membership website, for example, mm-hmm. maybe you have some yeah. processor intensive things going right, on. Right, exactly. So that said, I'll let you, you know, if you have a preference for a hosting company. I mean, I use, I personally use WP Engine. I know there's some people who say that that's, they're a little expensive, um, I've heard good things about Kinsta, and the other one I've heard good things about is SiteGround, but those are the three that I 
I feel comfortable recommending. I'm like, you're probably pretty good with those three. All right. Yeah. And I, I have probably half my sites on SiteGround. SiteGround, yeah. I, I've, hear, I've heard good things. And they're, they're like the most affordable. Yeah, pretty so affordable. And yeah. I will say, as they've grown, their support hasn't been as mm. good yeah. as it used to be. Still very good. I felt the same way about WP Engine. Though, yeah. So, yeah, makes sense. And then I have, um, I'm, I'm on like a smaller hosting company too called MDD Hosting. And... They're great. I mean, I think it's probably like four people or something. It's, oh, wow. it's very small, yeah. but it's affordable. And as I mentioned, if you know what package you should get, then you could just pay a little bit more mm-hmm. and you have like more processors, more memory, all that stuff. So, all right, yeah, cool. So hosting, make sure you're on the right sort of package for the traffic you're getting. So yeah. any other tips with hosting? Uh, no, I, you know, um, the, there are some tips like with a CDN that I think you can save a lot of money with hosting because a lot of hosting companies, um, and I'm specifically talking about WP Engine since that's what I use, they will bill you or you know the package that you end up going into is based on how much traffic you get to your website because you know they have you know everybody that comes to your website and loads a page like you're using their hosting resources to load that page so that has to tap into their databases and you know whatever and so they charge you like you know on an amount so it's like hey you know if you get 100,000 people to your website a month or if you're having like if you have multiple websites hosted and that's your account it's like you're going to think that you need to go to the higher plan when in reality you just need to uh interrupt it with a CDN so that they don't count all of those visitors as visitors, like they're, you know, they're, they're counted else, you know, elsewhere. So hosting is a big thing that people need to watch out for. What's the next biggest mistake that folks make? Um, probably the theme of their, you know, if you're on WordPress, which is what I use, uh, you know, a lot of people use <laughs> themes um, that are just incredibly bloated or theme builders that, are, that have to be bloated because they're accounting for everyone's customization. And so ideally you'd want to only load the code that you need to view your page. All other code is bloat and bloat, even though it's like, you know, lines of text, you know, it can, there could be a lot of um, assets that are being loaded as well that are, you know, from, Third-party hosting, like, uh, you know, even like a Facebook pixel, you know, it's got to tap into Facebook's JavaScript, which is located on Facebook's website. And if that's not fast, that can slow down your website. So, um, and then like some people use, you know, like different fonts that have to get loaded from like Google fonts. And like, there's all these things that, you know, just because of customization purposes, you end up like loading all of this unnecessary code that you don't need for your own page. So ideally, in an ideal world, you would design your theme from scratch and only co- you know code what you need. Or in this case, like I always you know recommend to you just go and you know just 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 use a theme. Like you don't need a, a builder plus a theme or like a. I know a lot of people use child themes, and I never really understood. It's like a theme on top of a theme. Like just just a theme is a theme. So I don't know. You know, I do know. I do know that one. So child themes should be used when basically 
you are making some changes or customizations and you don't want to lose the like master uh the master style it's getting crazy uh yeah sorry georgie is trying she's harassing oh, she wants um, to play matt so this is uh highly unprofessional but uh we're just rolling with is it, it unprecedented this is a uh, fairly rare. Uh, I often don't let her down here. Um, mm. She's recorded with Carl and I on the other podcast a couple times, okay. and um, she, she is uh, a pushy little bitch. Mm. So, alrighty, back on topic. Literally, yeah, back on topic. So, the child theme. Basically, if a an update is pushed through the main theme, right, and you have customized some code, right. then you lose your changes. So, one can use the child theme to make sure you don't lose those. And changes. that makes sense. Like if you're if you're going to use something like Bootstrap to start, or like use Bootstrap Grid, which is what I use a lot. Like I download Bootstrap Grid, host it locally, but then I don't change anything in that CSS file. I have another CSS file that I make all my changes in on top of what's already there. So okay. that if I decide to switch, you know, to bootstrap five from bootstrap four, you know, all of my customizations will hopefully still be good or I have to change them depending on what they change in their code. But I get that. Do you have any bloated themes that you especially hate? So if you wish to rant on, on no, any, no, because I don't know of, I don't know what's out there. I've always, since the day I started my website in 2004, I've coded everything myself. So I never used a theme in my life. Okay. Interesting. That's if that makes any sense. <laughs> well, 2004 is before WordPress. I, so yeah, I was coding everything in HTML. Yeah. Like using individual HTML pages. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And then when WordPress came out, I just built my own theme from scratch. Okay. Makes sense. Interesting. No, yeah. I didn't know that. That's where, it. yeah, that's like, that's why my theme is like, I've just, it's old technically. Got it. And it's had so many iterations. There are several, um, basically any page builder, um, I will blanket and say, I don't like it. You can use a page builder and have it load fast if you're smart about what's implemented. And yeah. there, there are ways to do it. But I had a bad run-in with uh, Thrive themes. Yeah. And I used that you know set of functionality for, you know, Oh, a little while there's, you know, there's themes and then they have their page builder and I, I use both for a little while mm -hmm. and it just was hard to use. And one of the big problems, right? If you go that route and I'm not sure if all page builders are you know, the, the same, yeah, the same. Yeah. But if you want to migrate to another theme, you're kind of roped in with a bunch of cruft and a lot yeah. of the garbage that you were talking about. You may have short codes on every single post yeah. all over the place. Yeah. So it makes it a huge issue with migration. For me, I just want flexibility. So if you can use a simple theme that doesn't have that and makes it easy to migrate off, of course, the theme company wouldn't want you to be able to migrate off yeah, in it's an built easy way. Into, yeah, the business model for sure. Uh, but the, and the biggest issue with that I had with Thrive was the poor customer support. And I know a lot of people still recommend them a lot and they're called affiliates. <laughs> so you can't really trust what they're saying. Right. And uh, technically I still have an affiliate account, but I actively tell people don't use Thrive. And it, it's just a, it's a bad theme. Yeah. All right. Set of themes. Don't like it. Okay. You heard it here first. Yeah. All right. So anything else with themes? Plugins. Okay. So next plugins. Yeah. All right. What, what's the gripe with plugins? Uh, that's, you know, most of the things that you want to do, like 
there is a plugin for that. It's like, you know, remember that there's an app for that. There's a, definitely a plugin for it. Um, anyone can code a plugin. Like you understand, like anyone, I can code a plugin and, and sell it to you. And I've had, and I have, um, it, you know, and anybody can update a plugin and there's really no checks and balances that have to go through a plugin that you update can break your site. And it's happened a million times. So if you have automatic updates on your plugins turned on, I highly recommend you shut that off because you might wake up one morning and your whole website's down because one plug developer who has no checks and balances within their development, you know, maybe they don't do any testing whatsoever. And that's, I would say 90% of plugins probably don't have any testing built into their code base. Um, your site's going to go down. And so I try to only stick with plugins that are like highly reputable. Um, and I try not to use plugins for front end stuff, you know, as much as I can, uh, front end stuff being like design elements, you know, uh, share buttons, those sorts of things. And a lot of plugins, you know, they can do, they do a lot and they come with a lot of bloat. And the reason why I don't like the ones that, are more for front end is because they load their own JavaScript and their own CSS files on every page because that's just how you do it. And you keep adding plugins, you're adding more and more code bloat, just like you would with a theme builder. Cause it's like, it's built for everyone's customization. So yeah, it, it plugins, I, I less is more in that, in that realm. Mm-hmm. For sure. how, how many plugins do you have on, on probably your 10? Okay. You know, um, a couple of them are backend plugins only. Like I love admin columns pro, which has nothing to do with the front end of, the, of your website. It, it lets you like customize the way that your like posts are organized in those rows, um, which I love and I pay for. Uh, you know, Yoast is kind of front end, but not design elements. It's just all text elements. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Yoast SEO specifically. And then, um, I use WP Rocket for caching and, and other things. And that's all back end for the most part. Um, or optimization for the front end and not design elements. And so, yeah. And then I had like, a, I have my own little plugin that I built as like a little calculator that I can add short codes. And then Lasso is another one, which is probably, Lasso is probably the only plugin that I had a hand in building, but also is a plugin that does do front end stuff. But I had a hand in like making sure that it's not code bloat. And Andrew is uh, probably more of a um, site speed warrior than i am so he's the developer the head developer behind that plugin so i would say you're probably safe to use that for for front-end stuff i'm surprised that you use yoast because Mm. it has become bloated okay i hate that plugin okay you know it's i'm glad you brought that up because i am in i'm i literally have like a to-do in asana for myself of try rank math and i have been using Yoast for ever since you know Word since I started using WordPress. It's really difficult for me to move. Um, I'm gonna test it on one of my smaller sites to see how I like it, but I'm probably going to move to Rank Math. Good. What do you use Rank Math? I use Rank Math now, uh-huh. but I just started using it in the last couple months. Yeah, and is it great? 
it's fine. I, I would prefer not to use like for a long time. I didn't use an SEO plugin. Yeah. They're, I kind of feel like they're like a necessary evil. I think, I think you can get by without it. I was running into a couple issues with like sitemaps that could have been solved with, with like a simple sitemap plugin. Right. And, and I was, I was using a simpler one, but it was so simple that it was missing some of the yeah. nuances yeah, yeah, yeah. of things you don't want to index, but, right. and you don't want them on their sitemap. So potentially it was something that could be fixed, but rank math sh- should be fine. And you can just install rank math and it like imports everything over from Yoast, I think. Right. That's the idea. Yeah, that's yeah. the idea. I can't comment on that because well I wasn't does. using Yoast before. And ah, I use okay. I used Yoast back in the day, but it got bloated. They, you know, it tries to be a little bit too much. Too much. Okay. And then with the keyword, here's the biggest gripe with the keyword research and the it's um yeah. it does more harm. So I would just come out pretty strong and say, like, you know, Yoast is a terrible plugin, don't use it. Okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not here to defend it because I am actually in the process of potentially moving to rank math. Yeah. Good, good, good. And I should just bite the bullet, right? I should just, I should just do it. Yeah. It'll take a little while. And, yeah, like, you know, if you, you I just didn't want to do it at the height of like the, the, all the, tr- the high traffic season for me. And, and so that's why I'll try it on my smaller sites and just see how it, how it plays out. All right. I'm going to press you on something here with mm. uh, Lasso. So okay. I've used it some, I haven't had a major issues. I had some uh, feedback when I first started using it. One of my students said that they had a lot of issues and it seemed like you guys, I don't know if you were working with Lasso at the time, that you weren't testing the code before you would roll it out. So they, that's why I, that's why I mentioned that earlier. Okay. It was like, Hey, uh, we made changes and then shit would break. Yeah. So, my student said, Oh yeah, I, it happened like six times. Guy works in software, right? He has a similar background as me. So I have low tolerance for not testing, Mm -hmm. rolling it out, Uh, all, all the process and and checks and balances, like all the stuff you were talking about. Mm -hmm. I have low patience for that. So this guy did too. He he said, fuck it. I'm just going to code my own solution. So he, he got rid of lasso and he was like, I'm out. So any comment to that? I th- I'm pretty sure they are testing now. Um, last I talked to Andrew yesterday, it was like everything they've been doing since I left has been bug fixes, you know? So, um, and I know that they're a part of like an accelerator program. So they're getting a lot of like developers who are like, that's, and he, and he's always been, you know, ever since I, when I was working on the plugin, like that was the thing that bothered him the most that we weren't doing, but it was like, we were competing against customers who wanted features and then it's like, yeah, but if we, if we take a break and do testing, like the business doesn't grow, but it, 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 you know, it helps it later on. So they have enough developers now where I believe they got the testing, it all implemented and they were also able to build features at the same time. So, um, yeah, I believe, yeah. So it's, it's, it's certainly better. I've, I mean, for me, even as a user, like I use it on all my sites, you know, and I have nothing to do with the software. I don't get paid at all. I don't see a dime from it. Um, but I, I use it in all, all my stuff and I have noticed that it's gotten like way better since I left and not because I left, but just like, I know he's focused a lot on that, you know? And that's just from my, like, that's, and that's me knowing him, but then that's all and him telling me, but then also, 
I've noticed it personally on my stuff. So Perfect. I get it. It's I good. get it though. Yeah, yeah. It's a good answer and that is Thank you. I worked really hard on it yesterday. <laughs> it is exactly why companies can only work on one thing at a time in a younger company. Yeah. You can't have all the features and you know, bulletproof. Per, yeah. 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 And, and you have to prioritize what you're working on. Mm-hmm. Right. Think, think of like some of the Apple products that we have, right. How shitty were some of the in the early, early days? Yeah. Buggy as hell. And even now, like you get like, uh, you know, OS updates and it's like, it's buggy the first, you know, iteration. And then like, you know, 14.2 comes out and it's like a little better and then 14.3 comes out. And it's like a little better. And it's, and then they do redo it all, and it's like 15. It's like buggy again, and then it just keeps getting better because at the end of the day, like – and this is what sucks about WordPress is that we're not in control as developers of the system, whereas like Apple is. Like Apple builds the iPhone, so and they know – they can test it on all of their hardware devices – you know, but they what they can't test is like what other apps that you have on your phone that like they didn't think of that would co- conflict with their, you know, update. And like so I I would imagine like a lot of the bugginess comes from like apps that didn't, you know, get with the with the update. And it's like and everyone complains like, oh, it's Apple's fault. It's like, well, it's probably the third party developers fault for not like g- getting their updates done fast enough. And because they they have all of that stuff before we do, so same thing with WordPress. You know, WordPress WordPress is even worse because it you know every theme is different, every plugin is different. It's developed by a bunch of like a, there's so many plugins and there's no control over the hardware whatsoever or the hosting or any like there's so many more variables. So you know that's why I tend to gravitate towards plugins that are larger and, and have like established themselves a little bit more and um, probably are run by like a bigger team than just like one dude or usually one dude or one dude or one person, you know, could make a really kick-ass plugin. Like, honestly, as long as it's like super simple, um, you know, cause I, it's, there's certainly plenty of those. So like, that's why I tend to, you know, that's why rank math is like, um, you know, catching my eye. Cause I, it's, it's, it seems like a legit, like it's way better. Um, it feels like a better product and it feels like it's big. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I feel safe using that. There's a lot of users now. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, you know, if you have a theme that doesn't really have, if you don't have a lot of plugins to begin with and your theme is relatively light, like you don't have conflicts, like right. it's not harder to have conflicts. Yep. And one, one last point on the software development life cycle and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, just, you know, knowing that Apple, for example, or, you know, bigger companies, yeah. they may know the bugs are in there and they roll it out anyway, because it's like, uh, just, yeah, just ship it. Yeah. Just yeah. get it out. We'll, we'll fix get it, it out. Later. We'll get the feedback. We'll fix it as fast as possible. There's going to be, um, a, a workaround and if, you know, it's not going to impact that many people. Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to do the recall. Like, yeah. The uh, toughest club. <laughs> no. And the toughest part about lasso is like it, it's so many people's earnings. It's like tied to their earnings. So it's even more important that it's done. Correct. Like remember Yoast had a, an update that went out the, the image thing. Yeah. yeah. It was like, a, it was like a, just a setting a like a checkbox and it like auto checked in an update and it like screwed a lot of people's websites up. 
And I think that's probably why a lot of people started moving away from them, which is unfortunate because it's like they've been around for so long. They've been doing, you know, good work. But yeah, then once it was sold, I think it was sold to a bigger company. And all of a sudden now it's like you like what you're saying. It's it's bloated. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a little too much. OK, so those are the, the main mistakes. we got hosting themes that mm-hmm. maybe aren't great, especially page builders, and then maybe too many plugins. Yeah. So I, I would say look and, and think about your plugins. And if they are not 100% essential for the functionality, then you should figure out how to get rid of it. Yeah. A hundred, like essential for the functionality. So again, if you have a membership site, you need some kind of membership software, for example. But if you're just trying to get some sharing buttons or you want to have the widget show up in a certain spot or something like that, you probably don't need the plugin. Yeah, you, you can just you code can, that. Yeah. Or get somebody to code it for you. Fairly straightforward. Mm-hmm. Okay. You probably heard me talk about the Ezoic Site Speed Accelerator, which is being retired and it is being replaced by Leap, L E A P. And depending on when you listen to this episode, it might be out already or it could be on the way. So here are some fast facts about Leap. Number one, it is free and Ezoic is replacing the Site Speed Accelerator with Leap prior to the Google UX update. Leap will be completely free when using Ezoic's monetization, that is the ad tester. And Leap includes all the features and tools needed to achieve good core web vitals. And I'm reading the copy here. Good is italicized. So maybe I would use air quotes. I'm not 100% sure what good means, but it's definitely not bad and it's positive. So it's going to be helpful for your core web vitals. Leap is the new tool set, a new tool set to uncover and fix the root causes of poor load times. And Ezoic will provide data on how various technologies and hosts affect all sites. So there's going to be a lot of cool data. You can sign up to uh, be notified. I think it's pretty easy to get to. It's um, link in the description. All right. I'm not going to read out a, a link here, but you can sign up to be notified and you can start using it right away. If you're using Ezoic, you'll be able to, you know, hook right in. Now, check out Ezoic Leap. Thanks for sponsorship. And uh, if you're not using Ezoic, if you've never checked it out, if you're not quite sure, go have a look at the blog. There's tons of great information. And I really like working with the folks at Ezoic. Let's get back to the interview. So a couple more kind of specific questions in certain areas. So you mentioned uh, the caching plugin that you like to use. So can you tell us a little about it and why do you like that one over others? Uh, It's called WP Rocket and it works. It plays very nice with WP Engine, which is how I stumbled on it. A friend of mine who runs a site called Minimalist Baker uh, told me about it when I was visiting in Portland and... And I and he was using WP Engine at the time. I'm not sure if he's still using it or not. But um, when I, I was I was using a plugin called Auto Optimize, and it, which is free, and 
I was doing all my own coding for lazy loading and like all kinds of like goofy shit, you know, and, 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 and then I saw WP rocket and it did a lot of the things that I had hand coded myself and I decided to try it out and I'm like, Oh, this is just the, it's so good. Like it, it does everything really well. Um, it, it can do a lot of backend stuff that like I could never or never would think of. And I think the biggest, um, saver for me as far as page speed with that plugin specifically is the lazy loading and how effortless that is. And the, and the biggest one is the lazy video loading for YouTube videos. I, that was the huge struggle for me. Cause if you embed a YouTube video on your website, it slows on your website and it's ironic because it's Google's product, but they have to load so many JavaScript files and the, you know, it's just an insane amount of code that, that is baked into that iframe. And so when you add the plugin, when you add WP rocket, then you can opt to have the thumbnail sort of like generated as an image with a play button in it. And then that is, uh, that's what's displayed and that's lazy loaded. And then it's not until someone clicks that image, does it turn into the iframe and lo- loads the iframe. So it really helps with like the initial load of your web page and then the interactivity of it. So that's why I like it. Cause it's just like, it solves that problem and it's always updated, you know, and it's obviously run by a big team and it's, you know, it's a legit plugin. Mm. I've heard it recommended many times. In fact, uh, someone I know recommended it yeah. to me today. Really? And was it me just now? <laughs> one of my friends. Yeah. Yeah. A second ago, the video thing is a good point. I've seen data yeah. that suggests it takes about a second and a half mm-hmm. for just one embed. And then if you have multiple embeds, Which it's is, another half a second. That's And that was huge for us because we like to embed our videos. I was a little worried that, taking away the embed code would hurt us in ranking because, you know, we have a YouTube. So it's like, Hey, there like Google knows that we're embedding a YouTube video on our website. So like, does that give us a little bump in YouTube or in uh, Google? The answer is no, it did not affect it at all. And you know, our rankings didn't shift whatsoever when we switched over. No impact. Yeah. No impact. No. So I don't use WP rocket. I use, uh, I think it's WP fastest cash, something mm-hmm. like that. It's a fairly lean one. I use a premium version of it. There are some caching plugins and I don't know these, this off the top of my head that don't play nice. And in fact, WP engine, the hosting company will just disable it like on your plat. They're like, no, we don't mess with this. Um, that is another, I mean, I, that's why I like WP engine. Cause they're like, if a plugin sucks and it's and it really sucks, like they will just not let it load on your site. They'll just, they'll just, it'll just be disabled, mm-hmm. you know, automatically, which is like, okay, that's pretty good. You know, it sucks though. If you want to try to use a plugin, but it's like, no, they, they know better. They do. Yeah. yeah. And that was one of my gripes with them. I was like, I'm not going to use them because they're telling me what to do. And then they're so expensive. Right. So they are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other part is, so with, the WP fastest cache, it doesn't have the, the video, uh, yeah, embed, lazy load. Yeah. Lazy load, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I use a plugin by DIY themes or mm-hmm. DIY plugins, and it's the YouTube performance plugin that does the same functionality. Same thing, yeah. And it's relatively inexpensive. You don't have to use it. It works with any theme. 
Yeah, I also think WP Rocket has like a free version of their lazy load, just a lazy load feature. I don't know if it does the video part, but I know it does the images. And nice. it's just called Lazy Load by WP Rocket. And it's free. Got it. So if you don't want to, you know, use all their stuff, although I recommend it. You may as well. How much does it cost? Like 50 bucks a year or something? I, I, I think it's like, yeah, I think it's 50 bucks a year. Okay. I just paid like a one price and I have it forever. <laughs> oh. Yeah. They probably don't offer that anymore, I don't, do they? They might, they might not, you know. Yeah. But it's like, you can, yeah, it's like. I have three sites on it, so I think I pay like two hundred a year or something. Okay, yeah, and it's worth I, it for me. I mean, yeah, huge for me. I got that deal with the WP Fastest Cash, mm-hmm. so I think I paid whatever sixty dollars, and yeah. now I have it like, forever, lifetime on yeah. that site or a couple sites. Yeah. Okay, content delivery network CDNs. How important are they? Um, I only use one. I use Cloudflare. I think it is the. I think it's essential. Honestly, I, I, well, for me, um, if you, if you want WP engine to be cheaper, like I only pay, um, ugh, I think it's a hundred bucks a month for all three of my sites, which just seems like a lot of money. But, um, one of my sites gets like millions of visitors a month. So it, it was, and, and that doesn't fit into the plans that they offer. Right. It's like, Oh, if you know, and they, and they, you know, in the beginning they were trying to upsell me. And I did pay for it. At one point, I was paying $600 a month for hosting because I didn't know about – I didn't. I wasn't using Cloudflare. So in their eyes, every single time somebody visited my website, they were counting it on their end as a visitor. That's normal. Um, and so they were like, you know, you're getting – so I was like paying a lot of overages, and they're like, you should be on your own dedicated virtual machine I was like, okay, I don't really know anything about hosting at the time. So I'm like, fine, put me on that. How much does it cost? $600 a month. Jesus, uh, I guess, whatever. And then I learned that like, if I installed Cloudflare and, and had a content delivery network that would deliver my website, a cached version of my website, instead of that visitor hitting WP uh, engine servers every time, they're now hitting the CDN servers, which is free. Um, it counted like you know, an eighth of the visitors or whatever it was. So all of a sudden I'm like, I'm getting like less than a hundred thousand visitors a month, even though I'm getting way more than that. Got it. You know, and it's free. Like it's a free intermediate. And plus like, um, like I, I use GoDaddy for my domains. I've always just used them and not that I, you know, would recommend it or whatever, but, uh, just kind of like the early days. That was the only thing, you know, you watch the Danica Patrick commercials back in the day. It was like, I guess that's my hosting company. It's whatever. Um, I think the owner is a douche, but you know, it is what it is. So I, I have that, but I hate managing the DNS through them. So if I ever have to do like, you know, adding text or C names or any of that stuff, like I just hate it going, logging into GoDaddy. Like I just hate it. Um, so with Cloudflare, Cloudflare becomes the DNS, and it is a much easier, well-designed system for for changing those things. And and then yeah, the CD uh, Cloudflare has all types of like page speed stuff that you can just like click a button and your site's just faster. So I currently pay twenty bucks per site because I have some multiple rules and I wanted access to some speed stuff. And I also play, pay for something called Argo, which is um, traffic routing for for even faster speeds on my website. So I, I end up paying like eighty bucks a month for the, my CDN. Okay. So yeah, I mean, like 
honestly, if you, if you like break it down, I'm paying like a hundred bucks a month for hosting another 80 bucks a month for CDN, uh, you know, $50 a year for WP rocket. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm investing money into page speed for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, we'll get to it, but it's like obviously a big deal. And I, I heard something today about what Google's doing that I was not happy about, but I get it kind of it's the, um, they're actually like out You can get, if you, someone steals your content and their website's better, they'll outrank you because your website sucks. So like, that's interesting. So, so they're rewarding bad beha- behavior, but in the, in the, <laughs> like in the service of the, of the searcher, you know, hmm. so we're, yeah. uh, so if someone takes your con, obviously if they take, your content without permission, then you can have it taken down. Yes. Right. Yeah. You just, by the way, if people don't know how to do that, just look up the, um, what is it? The DCMA digital copyright millennium. So basically you can have their site shut down in pretty quick order. Um, just contact their hosting company. You have to do a few like official things. Yeah. It's fairly straightforward. And I've had, I've had sites, taken down before yeah. and they do hosting companies will do this really quickly. So if you try to contact the webmaster and they mm-hmm. ignore you, I don't even try to contact the webmaster cause they took your content. Right. right. So, they're so they're probably they're, not going to no. Some reasonable. people don't know those. Like some people, uh, I've had people copy and paste stuff and I go, you know, you can't do that. Right. And they're like, no, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. And they take it down. Oh, okay. had that happen. So you actually try to contact the individual. I do that first because most of the times for me, it's a, so like in the, I'm in the pool industry. And so like I have helpful content that teaches people how to take care of their pools. And then a local little pool company that starts up is just trying to help their customers. And they, you know, they think they, the internet, they're older people and they think the internet is just free for all. So they think, Oh, well this site has good content. I'll just copy and paste that, put it on my site so that it helps my customers. All right. And they mean well, like in the end they mean well. And I literally had to do that like four or five times throughout my lifetime to be like, to literally had phone calls with the owner and it's like, Oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't Uh, know. And it's like, it's okay. Just don't do that ever. Okay. That's, that's better. The the context helps. Yeah. A little bit. And not every case. I mean, there's obviously (laughs) some cases where it's like just scraping my stuff and they mean, they mean, they don't mean well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently I, I mean, I kind of just like read the headline today and I've, and I have, uh, somebody that I know is very heavily in the SEO is like, this is an infuriating thing. There's a video on search engine journal, I believe about it. So you can look it up. Mm. It's not, you know, but Google's rewarding bad behavior, which is basically them saying like, we're going to just serve like the best experience for the searcher. And, I think at the end of the day, that's just like an indicator to be like, your site better be like user friendly and fast. And like, just the user experience is like everything. And I think it's only going to get more uh, important. Well, and I could go on a big tangent here, but we say that we understand user experience. Also, uh, Google is an ad company, so they're like right. showing ads, and ads suck. I mean, like we generally don't want to see them. So right. there's definitely a uh, weird balance, a yin and yang yeah, that they play. have to figure yeah. out. And I, I hope, from a, the intellectual property standpoint, I hope 
they figure it out in a suitable way or the people that own the IP. Yeah. Things that are being copied, you know, like we'll put out the tool so they can get it shut, like shut the websites down. People I mean, that are you copying could, shit. Yeah. But you could argue that like, you know, the featured snippets is Google stealing your content. I, I agree. You know? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. But it's like, all right. <laughs> like what, what else you have? The thing I always say about Google is like, um, you know, Google, their entire mission, the, the only reason they exist as a company is if you search something and you get what you want. Right. So their job is to, is to make sure that you are a satisfied user and ads are, they're an ad company for sure. But that's their that's their first and foremost mission is satisfied searcher every single time, and so it makes sense in a fucked up scenario that if there's a piece of content that is perfect and there's a and there's it's served twice on two different websites, but one website is faster and looks better, why wouldn't Google's algorithm favor that one over the other the original one if the original one sucks so much? Because it's there if they're if the idea is that you search something and you land on the in a site and it loads fast and it's there and it's nice and it's easy to read, you're like, I got exactly what I wanted. I'm a satisfied searcher. Whereas if you saw it on an original site, which was, you know, built in nineteen ninety four and it sucks and it loads like shit, it's like, uh, I mean it's messed up in general, but like it I just think of it from that perspective of like it 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 could it's just another it's another like uh, reason to to focus on user experience. When I put on my searcher hat, yeah, then yes, I yes. agree a hundred percent because I would bounce from a site that's not loading, right. and go to the one that does load. Exactly, I don't care who create like it exactly. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to you. When I put on my uh, content, yeah, yeah, and I I'm a publisher, and I you know your best, yeah. But you I'm know a, what? We live and die by the sword of Google. You know, it's like right. what else do we have as SEOs? You know, we're we gonna just like oh screw Google. Let's just focus on Bing only. It's like um, good luck. <laughs> with no business. Yeah, it is, know? it is a balance. Well, and that's what we do other stuff too. Yeah. You have to build in other ways, you know? Yeah. Okay. Rely on me to put us on a tangent. All right, back on track. So let's talk about themes. You have carbonate. Mm. Tell us about that a little bit. Hand coded your, your baby. Mm-hmm. So I, I use it on a couple sites, just disclosure. Yeah. So tell us about it. Um, yeah, it is. I have three websites live right now that are all using it. And, and all it is, is I told you that I've never used a theme in my life. So the only theme I've ever used is mine, my theme. So I've been coding themes, um, for, for clients and, you know, for myself for since, I guess I want to say like 2010, um, you know, professionally and my, this is so, so carbonate is, you know, 10, 10 to 15 years of like the same theme getting simpler and faster. And, and, uh, you know, it, 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 every single site that you see that I own that's incredibly fast and elegant is carbonate. It's like, I took all of that and just like repackaged it for everyone, you know? Um, it, it's super light. I mean, there's like, it's only the pages you need for a content. It's, it's built for a content website. 
Um, cause I've asked, people have asked me, can you use it like for a WooCommerce store or whatever? And I'm like, I guess, I mean, it's really, it's really just the simplest theme of all time. Um, the, there's not much CSS, there's no JavaScript in it whatsoever. Um, you know, you can use, you know, it, it, it requires Yoast, but if you switch to rank math, it's one line of code that you have to change and it works. Um, and so, yeah, it's super flexible, but the the gripe is that it's you know you it's not a there's no builder behind it there's no updates like you're not going to get an update that's going to break your site so if you, there are updates like I make updates to the code base but you have to re-download it and do it and like add it yourself or like you know you would add it as a separate theme and then make sure it worked and then switch over to the new to new, new version um, it's very customizable and it's a good base if you are if you're thinking about doing something you know, bigger and you wanted to hire a developer or a designer, it's a good base for a designer to start on. And then it can be like customized to no end. Cause it's just the, you know, it's a, it's just what you need and nothing else. I would even call it boilerplate. Like it's got a philosophy attached to it too. So there's like a, you know, it doesn't have a sidebar. Um, there's only four links in the header and that's all designed on purpose. Uh, and yeah, it's just kind of, it is what it is. And I like it that way. And it's, 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 it does well. It's a good minimal theme. Yeah. Like you said, just what you need, nothing else. You can add other stuff. Oh, you can go nuts. It's yeah. a great platform to, to do that. If you had some different vision, you wanted to tweak things, there's nothing extra on there that you have to remove. You can just yeah, you're Add just all bit. adding to it, yeah. Which is which is great because mm-hmm. what you don't want is like the theme builder where or either the theme builder or a theme that is good for a magazine. Yeah, and then you a, have to, yeah. yeah the, you're shoehorning your ideas into it, yeah. And then you have to remove a ton of stuff. This right. is just what you need. And it, it's the, the look that I wanted mm-hmm. for certain websites. Like you said, no sidebar, not a huge menu, right? What are people going to do with like uh, 25 choices and sub menus at the top? Exactly. Well, and, and the biggest thing is because uh, like everyone's on a mobile device, you know? So when you, when I looked at swim university, for example, like 80% of my visitors are on a mobile device. So they're not, so 80% of my visitors to my website never see a sidebar. So I was like, I probably don't need a sidebar, <laughs> you know, especially if there's important information in that sidebar that 80% of people are not seeing. Well, then it, it sort of begs the question of like, why? Um, and so like, yeah, I think that that's, you know, basically the reason, you know, since it's a mobile first design, you know, and it's built for that. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So one, one gripe with carbonate is, you have to get into the code. So yeah. is there any way around that? There's no way around it. The The way I combated that was by um, – I have an entire course that comes with it. So you, so you get the theme. You get the zip file that you can upload. But then it also has like a course on how to do all the things. So there's um, tutorials on – you know, you want to change the header color. You want to change the logo. You want to change uh, what the navigation says. You want to change, uh, you know, you it, it teaches you how to do all that. And then all of the code itself, and you can do it all within WordPress. Like, you don't need a separate coding um, software. Um, so you can do it in the code editor of WordPress. And 
I did try to comment a lot of the code so that it's there's literal instructions in the code that tells you what you can and cannot change. So I th- I personally think if you have if you know how to use a computer you can you can change things on carbonate as long as you stick within the parameters of carbonate. When you want to start getting more creative and adding on things and changing things that are a little bit more complicated and you don't know what you're doing, then yes, you're probably going to run into problems. But we and, – and there is no support besides the course that comes with Carbonate. And I'm always adding things to the course because once you buy it, you know – you get the you get the zip file, but you also get the course, and that course is always updated. You know, with if I because like, sometimes people in my community will say like, "Oh, I want to add a sidebar," and I'm like, you know, that doesn't really fit the philosophy of it. But here's how you would do it, and here's the code snippet, and here's where you would add it. You know, here's what you'd have to replace to make it work. So there is support in that context, and if you want like actual actual support. You know, I do have a community where you can ask questions and like get code snippets and stuff on the fly. Right. Okay. So, and then quick, quick note, you mentioned, uh, people on mobile not seeing the sidebar and that is just because the sidebar gets pushed to the bottom on a mobile device. So technically they could see it, but most likely they are not going to keep scrolling all the way to the very bottom and look at all of your sidebar content. Right. Right. So that said, um, I will recommend, you know, if you have some coding background or you're comfortable with it or you want to give it a shot, Carbonate is is great. Um, you can check out Swim University, Brew Cabin, Money Lab. Mm-hmm. Um, I use it over on my podcast site. Um, mm. What is it called? Mile, Mile High Fi. Yeah, <laughs> Mile High Fi podcast. So we're we're using it over there. So it, um, you know, it does a fine job. You can check the speed, right? You can check the speed on all these sites. Oh, and you'll yeah. see how yeah. crazy fast it is. Yeah. I'll make a recommendation for um, the focus WordPress theme. If you want to not mm-hmm. have to touch code and a little bit more of a platform, there is there's more to it, but not much. It is also very minimal. If you just load it and you check the the size and the number yeah. of uh, files and the requests, yeah, yeah. it's uh, pretty low, pretty close to what Carbon yeah. is. It? So it's cool. minimal, very minimal, very fast, sweet. So. All right, moving on. So we talked about themes. Let's talk about just core web vitals. If actually I'm interested in your impression, do you think it's going to be a big deal or not as big? I mean, we've been talking about it, it seems like about a year. Yeah. So do you think it's going to have a huge impact or minor? A huge. I mean, but I've been singing this, like I've been beating this drum for like five or six years. So I, uh, you know, for it's it's easy for me to say because I have, I've been uh, my what I've been saying for the longest time is page speed is incredibly important because it allows a smaller company to compete with larger companies. It's the underdog advantage because there are it takes a lot of manpower to take us an established website. And change all of the code and fix everything to make it fast. Um, there are even SEO people who refuse to change uh, their site because they've invested so much into how it's like how it looks um, that 
they're like, I, it's just not worth, you know, the move. And I'm like, well, if there's anyone that's going to contend with those people, it's going to be the guy with the super lightning fast sight and the killer content or the person with the lightning fast sight and the killer content. It's the, it's the double, it's the one, two punch, you know? And so my, my whole th- theory and what I've, again, what I've been saying for forever is like, why wouldn't you, if you have the ability to make your website incredibly fast, why wouldn't you? Like, what's the, there's no harm in doing it. If anything, your customers, your visitors are, will thank you and it'll make them realize that other websites load like, like shit. And so it's just gonna, that demand and as the, and as the internet itself gets faster, but the websites don't, people are going to get more and more frustrated with slow websites. And that creates a bad search experience. And Google is not dumb. They're going to want, you know, to, they, look at Google. Google loads in like seconds. It's like, or not seconds, like, like it's instant. It's, it's like before you can even blink, it's, it's up. And that's what they want websites and I websites to perform. And so, I just don't see how it how it can't be, and then and then and then like how like PageSpeed is like oh don't worry about it, and then all of a sudden they come out with this core web vitals thing, and all of a sudden now it's like oh Google's taking PageSpeed seriously, and then it's like oh it's, the update's coming, and it's like all right, and then everyone scrambled within the last like two or three months to get their websites fast, and the ones who can't are the ones that are gonna see a decrease for sure. So I think it's important if that's the, the roundabout way of saying that. So I'm going to disagree. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be do. as big. I don't think it's going to be as big of an impact. What would be the equivalent that happened like before? Like what has Google done that, you know, we all thought, Oh, and then they, and then they ended up like, I think it's going to be as big as eat. Well, I was going to say, I think for my sites load pretty fast. Yeah. Yours do too. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people have fast loading sites, so we're not going to really see an impact. Do you think you're going to see a jump? You will leapfrog those who are up are if there are, I think if you have people above you with crappy, slow sites and you are like, and, and they're huge companies and you are the underdog, I think you're going to see leapfrogging. So, so yes, I think if, if you're like right under everybody, you might see a bump, but I don't think, yeah, the people who are already like super fast and at the top, no, you're not going to see a bump or even super fast. And then everybody else above you super fast. Like, no, you're not going to see a bump. And I think that that's, that's, the, that's the, what you're saying. I think, yeah. I think a lot of people have cleaned up stuff. There's probably some outliers here and there. Yeah. Maybe it it a little really depends on the industry that you're in. I think it's going to be less than and you're, you could be huge, right, but I, I yeah. do think it's going to be as important as what Eat was to the to Google. Like the whole like you know how they the medic update. So it was like you know this, this whole idea of credibility um, that is like baked into Google's algorithm now, and it like and it's really hard because it's like you know the uh, your money your life was the other like be careful because that's where. You know, you start doing content that's, you know, t- talking about stock picking and uh, crypto and, you know, things that can like, like advice that can seriously ruin people's lives. All of a sudden, like you, you, right. you see this credibility shift. 
I think that the core web vitals is the next version of that. It's the, it's the user, it's the usability shift that's happening. And you're right. It could just be, it couldn't be huge, but I think you're going to see a lot of Goliaths topple is what I think is going to happen. We, I, I usually don't like to make predictions cause, uh, you know, it's just, a, that's it's a guess. I, I know, yeah. It's a guess. <laughs> but, I, I hope a lot of crappy big websites topple. I hope so. I hope, you know to, see, I mean? yeah, I hope yeah. to see that because uh, I mean, as a user of websites, I yeah. don't like to go to a slow website. So but, I mean, you, Google's investing a lot into this whole concept. Like they have, you know, lighthouse and, and their page speed insights built on light. Like lighthouse is, is it's, it's a huge part of what they do. So I think, you know, for them to have this whole thing come out and then it just sort of be nothing feels like well then why the hell you know it's kind of like the author update right then when that when that came out and everyone's like oh you got to put the author bio in the you know and it's like and then they just took it away actually that's a great point yeah so it's like yeah all, all this fucking prep work all of this talking for a long time yeah people implement tools is a big fucking deal and then they're like hey you know what like people are not using google plus so uh yeah forget know, it <laughs> yeah whatever. but it, this feels this feels more core. It's called core, you know, web vital. So it feels more uh, rooted in their algorithm than say like, Oh, you have to add a markup schema for, for authors so that your picture appears in the SERPs. If, if, if it had anything to do with what appears in the SERPs, I'd say like, take it with a grain of salt because Google's constantly testing that. And like things come and go all the time. Like I, I noticed that uh, on YouTube the other day, I was ranking from the, the new video that I put out and the description was captions for my video and not actually the description I wrote. And I'm like, so that doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And okay. So it's good that we're just not agreeing with each other. So what, one last yeah. point and then I have a normal sidebar like I would, would have. So no, no sidebar. We just said that <laughs> with the, <laughs> with the, author uh and yeah. google plus and all that stuff i know that when we were going through it back then it also felt like a big deal that's true and you can go back and listen to old podcasts smart passive income or whatever yeah everyone will say this is the most important fucking thing and that's what we have to do as people that are producing content right. and it's the information that we have so this one could be a big one it could be one that sticks around or it could be one where it's like oh you know what whatever. so i so I agree. I but I mostly ignore those things. Like I didn't get on board with that. You know, like that specific example. But most examples I don't get on board with. I've just always been on board with PageSpeed. That's the thing. Yeah, and it just happens to co- yes. coincide yeah. with like my philosophy already. So I'm like, of course it's going to be a big deal because I've been saying it's going to be a big deal for five years. Right. And it helps you know bounce rate and people get to your site. Right. And all yeah. That stuff. Okay. Yeah. Have your site load fast. I'm not against it. I'm yeah. Just, right. I'm just saying like like hey, I don't trust Google. Th- <laughs> and you shouldn't. You absolutely shouldn't. All right. So the sidebar thing. So we're talking EAT, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're talking For about it being a, a big deal. And then uh, thinking about YouTube, also part of Google. Uh-huh. And then talking about stock picking. So I've seen so many channels blow up with like crypto stock picking. Yeah. These people, some of them know what they're talking about. Handful of them are straight out of college. Maybe yeah. they're still in college. And Get rich they quick. don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. And their channels blow up. So I'm interested at some point if there's going to be an EAT for YouTube, especially around the financial stuff, because I've seen so many channels blow up and it's like, hey, what stocks are we picking today? Yeah. And it's like a. I think they got bigger fish to fry at the moment with the 
child content in that problem. Um, but I definitely think that's coming for sure, you know, yeah. but I don't notice it as much. Um, cause I'm not, I don't really follow financial stuff on YouTube. Uh, but I do know it's a problem. Like I do know it's a serious problem. Uh, but then there's also like the wellness, the makeup stuff. Like there's a lot of, um, not, I don't know if I would, should lump those things together, but it feels like there's a lot of health gurus out there on, on YouTube. And that, you know, that, that can be a problem too, you know, especially when you're like, you know, if you want to lose weight, drink this lemon juice cayenne and, and then, you know, you know, shit out a mile long snake and then never eat anything for the rest of the day. And it's like, and you're going to lose weight. And also cocaine, cocaine works too. And it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, we're now micro dosing cocaine for late for weight loss. It's like, okay, someone's got to step like, you know, daddy's got to step in and, uh, you know, to, and, uh, police it in a, in a way. I heard meth is good for that. Too. Meth is good. Yeah. I've heard that too. I think I saw it on YouTube. All right. So let's, so somehow, all a bit. yeah. Somehow we ended up talking about. I mentioned, and yeah. I mentioned, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I always go there. Core Web Vitals. There's three things or some initials here. We yeah. wrote them down. So Matt, what are these? Because I, I'm having a hard time with them just in general. Okay. And um, my site loads fast, but sometimes I still have issues with the. Oh, which things. one? The CLS. The LCP. So what do they stand for first? So what are they? Okay, so there's CLS, which stands for Cumulative Layout Shift. There's LPC, and I'm just reading the acronyms, uh, Large Contentful Paint. And then FID is First Input Delay. And you, I, so I did a lot of, um, so in like in the community, a lot of people, I, I said to people, hey, let's, in May was our page speed challenge. And I said, if, you know, send me your website and I will do a video showing you like how to fix all these things like on your site. And the one I saw the most problem with was cumulative layout shift. That's a usability thing. It's not a speed thing. The idea is, uh, I mean, I guess it could be labeled as a speed thing, but it's mostly like a, it's a jarring experience when you load a page and something moves, you know, it's like the page loads and then like, you know, an image like shifts to the left or like the, the logo like was big and then it gets small again. Um, and that's all that is. And it's because, you know, you might load something with no dimensions and then, you know, it's, so it's just like the image loads and the image is massively huge. And then the CSS loads, which has the dimensions in it. And then the dimensions, like then it, then it does that move. So the idea is that you want to, uh, you know, have all of your elements fixated so that they don't have that shift, you know, so it, it happens a lot with images and divs where um, if you have uh, width and height, you know, attributes in CSS, um, it might be too slow where you'd have to add those directly into the code, you know, or inline CSS. So um, it, it happens mostly with logos. I would be honest, like I see it mostly with, with logos um, and, you know, very, very rarely with divs. Uh, you know, obviously, if you have JavaScript loading, say, like an ad or or something like some sort of like, you know, element, but the div is really small. But then when the uh, J- JavaScript finally loads, like the div gets big, that could be really jarring to the eye. And so Google's going to catch that. So it has technology that catches that stuff, which you can find in PageSpeed Insights. Um, and then 
uh, what was it? LCP is largest contentful paint. So that one is the, the largest element on your site to load. So in the, above the fold. So, you know, if you have like a hero image at the top, that's your, that might be your largest con like content, right? It's like your largest div. And so the idea that is, is your largest div and I'm, I hope I'm getting this right. Your largest div needs to be like the fat, like the fastest because the other ones are just like, they're smaller. So it's, so if you're having trouble with that, it's most likely due to uh, lazy loading. Um, so you're, you're loading way too many things at once. And the, like, and a lot of them are like, you know, pretty insanely large. And so like the idea is to get those things to load, to feel smaller and then only load when the user needs them. Lazy loading, I think will solve that problem for sure. Um, and same with the YouTube thing we talked about. And then the other one was uh, a first input delay. That's the amount of time it takes for you to actually be able to click a button. So, just getting things to, you know, elements that are like clickable to load quick. So I don't use JavaScript to load buttons. It's like just you know, load a button and, you know, if, basically like if you have like a, a navigation that loads and you can click it immediately, like that's the first input delay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got that correct. But I, I mean, obviously you can read exactly what they are. Um, and I use a combination of. PageSpeed Insights as the test. So PageSpeed Insights is Google. It's using Lighthouse and they will tell you what's wrong. Um, but I think a better and more technical, um, test would be using GT metrics with an X at the end. Um, they will tell, they, there's a waterfall chart that shows you the order in which things are loading. And that's really helpful to see like, what things are blocking other things from loading and like what's taking the longest to load, like the individual, you know, images or, or elements that are taking forever to load. So that's really helpful. Those two tools, you know, you can, if and you have to know how to read them, they're, they're complicated. So I, you know, I recommend like you know, studying a little bit to like understand how to read them. But then once you do, it's like a superpower. It's great. Yep. And I think, for me, the largest contentful paint is the one that gives me trouble for one site. And one of my friends, uh, Olga, she let me know that maybe it is some of the CSS for a particular site. She was like, it could be that goofing things up. And I thought, well, that's weird. You know, I'm using the same theme on a few sites mm -hmm. and I shouldn't have anything different than I remembered. I think I've added some CSS code myself, some custom CSS. Right. So I think maybe I screwed it up because yeah. my other sites are okay. And here, here's the little uh, confusing part too. So my sites load fast, mm -hmm. usually about half a second. Yeah. If I use uh, Google PSI, the page speed insight, mm -hmm. it scores in the nineties or higher, sometimes right. uh, close to a hundred. Yep. Yet I still have. Doesn't pass all the core web vitals. Right. And it's the actual, um, you know, user experience and core web vitals on the search console. So that's like the real data yeah. from real users. Yeah. And I was trying, I've been blaming it on the individual users <laughs> for right. having a slow, slow connection yeah. or something like that. Cause I'm like, oh, fuck, if it loads in half a second, I mean, what else can I do? Yeah. Um, so that part, part of it is that cause I know, well, it, it's loading fast yeah. and, it's probably fine, 
but I still have warnings on the LCP. I'll say this, like it's annoying to to do, but it can also be a fun puzzle to solve. And I kind of look at that. I look at it that way. Like I sit down and and even if I'm doing it for someone else, not doing the code, but if I'm like just reading, you know, it's, it's detective work. It's finding out like, all right, what's causing this. And let's try, you know, to add this line of code and see if it, you know, changes the, the speed. Uh, I find it fun to dissect that. Well, I got a fun thing for you to do <laughs> later then. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. So I think we covered most of the things. There is one thing I want to ask you about yeah. though. So you famously don't run ads on your sites. Correct. Which I, I can appreciate. You don't like money. So that's I cool. I don't like what? it now. Mo money, mo problems, as they say. When people have sites that run ads, mm-hmm. they often uh, trash the experience and they have yeah. trouble loading. So do you have any recommendations for people that run ads and they're looking to improve the site speed? Yeah. So like I, you know, in my community, there's a few people that, you know, run ads and that's kind of why I added a, uh, a lesson on how to add a sidebar to carbonate. Cause it's like, I run ads, man. And I'm like, okay, like then here's how you do it. Uh, I, you know, I didn't know, like, I don't use any ad networks, but the people that do have informed me and have it and have informed the rest of the people who use it that, um, I can say that Azoic ad thrive and media fine. Those three specifically all have, uh, some all have solved the problem of page speed because of core web vitals. And, it's just that you have to reach out to these companies and figure out how to implement it on your site. Cause it does take, it does take some proactivity to, to get it running. But I've, I have people in the community who score a hundred in page insights with ads. So it is very possible to do. Yep. And I don't know what I'm um, thinking of one person in particular. I'm not sure what he uses, but uh, yeah, I've had people that were doing the page speed challenge with me, you know, actually most of them have ads and they all, you know, were able to get scores, you know, by contacting the companies that do the ads and mm-hmm. they've solved it. Great. Yep. So, so. Th- that's perfect. I mean, they know their technology and the way to, uh, I don't know what kind of shell game they're playing, you know, uh, to get it to, to load. And I mean, they, they're working closely with the Google engineers um, I, I'm sure. So they have yeah. a, the proper technical solution. So it's optimized in the right way. But you know, when I, when I peel back everything, I'm like, how can it load that so fast? How can they score a yeah. hundred if there's all this other there's stuff other that stuff, is clearly yeah. going on? Uh, I don't know how the technology works to be honest, but uh, have you heard about the third party cookie update coming next year? I, I have. Yeah, yeah. So can you explain that to me? I have, I'm, I'm more of a headline reader. So, okay. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> so I know about it and yeah, I think, um, like Google's killing the third party cookie basically. So yeah, some, Chrome. something is happening. Yeah. yeah. Which, um, you know, it's going to change the ad serving. Yeah. Right. So, but I mean, you run an ad blocker generally, right? So, yes, yeah, so it's the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I, I don't know that, but I was going to say like for, for you, you're not seeing ads chasing you around the web. Oh, that's right. Right. So that, that goes away. So it's going to hurt, uh, how ads are like what ads are served, right? So you're going to have less control over the ads that are served. 
is what I'm understanding, right? That, that sounds right. And, and I mean, I think now it's it's clear to everyone that I am just a headline reader. So I see stuff yeah. and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll worry about it. Yeah, I've heard it's going to kill CP, <laughs> like, uh, you know, CPC numbers. Right. That's what I've heard. And I don't know when it's coming out, but, or if it's coming out, but it sounds like it's a, this whole privacy issue. Like, you know, Apple was one of the first, you know, pub, big ones to do it. And it caused a lot of marketers grief with uh, Facebook and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, I, thought, I, I don't know. I was hoping you would knew. Like, I just, I know, I know just as much as you do about it. So I was like, oh, you know, you probably got your finger on the pulse of this. I think my hunch is the companies that show ads kind of like we're, you know, yeah. we're, we're talking about, they, they figured out. They how figured to, it out. All right. So same with Facebook. Like they kind of figured out a way around it. I assume there's going to be some some little workaround. There's going to be other yeah. data that's going to be helpful. But yes, yeah, there'll be some growing pains, I'm sure, mm-hmm. and some some issues here and there. But I'm sure they're going to figure it out so they can yeah. get those fucking ads in front of us all over the place. Yes, you know? serving ads. All right. Well, any other any other thoughts? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. So I'll let you uh, talk about your community just for a minute if you want to plug it at all. Um, money lab pro. So it's money lab. I have a site called MoneyLab.co. If you want to go check that out, that's fun. Uh, and then I have a pro community, uh, with, you know, me and Doug and a bunch of other entrepreneurs that are in there and, and there's all my courses are available for, for a monthly subscription. Uh, I have five, four courses and one, and then you get carbonate as part of that and support for carbonate. Um, and then you get access to a community with like-minded entrepreneurs, and it's $49 a month. Kick-ass. And there's a site speed course in there yes, too, right? a specific page speed for bloggers course, yeah. So page speed for WordPress course, you could call it. Okay, and that is separate from the Carbonate training videos, That right? is separate, yeah. That's a whole, that gets really technical and deep, yeah. Okay, so I, I would say if you're interested in learning more about site speed, yeah, yeah. then that course would be super helpful. You get Carbonate included and... It's a community. And it's a community, um, yeah. So I, I would say it's probably, a, a, if you were thinking about it, it's probably it's a good It's worth 49 bucks to try it out. You know, it's like right. at the very least. I don't know how you make any money doing that, but okay. Loyalty. <laughs> Loyalty. Uh, the community is strong. Very strong, good. Strong, strong folks there. So. Awesome. Well, thanks, Matt. Always good to catch up. No, thanks, man.